doesn't love wine and cheese? If you don't, this episode may not be for you because this week I'm going to be talking about wine and cheese and how it can be a bit overwhelming. Let's be honest. Where do you start? There are so many wines and cheeses to choose from. How do you get started and how do you branch out of your comfort zone in regards to wine and cheese and try some new ones? Today, what I'm going to share with you are three French classical wine and cheese pairings, and I'm going to talk you through why they work and why you should try them. So if you are stuck in a wine and cheese rut or you're just interested to try some classical pairings, today's episode is all for you and I'm going to be sharing three French wine and cheese pairings that everybody must try. So if you're ready, let's dive in and get started in today's episode. Hi everyone and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Somalia Aaron Rosar, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here. And if we have, welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, you should know that it is my passion and my privilege to not only make learning about wine fun and easy for you, but also practical in that I wanna make sure that you feel comfortable and confident making wine choices, not only for fancy events, but in your everyday lives when you're making memories with family and friends. So in today's episode fits in there perfectly in that I'm gonna give you three really easy and practical French wine and cheese pairings that you can try. And maybe you haven't tried these ones before, but these are definitely some of my favorites, but they are also considered very classical pairings. So I thought it'd be a great place to start. Now, let's be honest. We all have our favorites, both in the wine store and probably in the cheeses that you are enjoying. And so today my hope is that I'm going to break you out of your comfort zone introduce you to some new cheeses, maybe some new wines, and explain to you about why we put them together. And I'm going to be breaking down for you why these pairings are considered a classic and how they complement each other so that you understand a bit of the reasoning behind why we bring them together to create this divine experience for you. So before we get started and I introduce you to our first pairing, first let me just acknowledge that both the wine store and the cheese store can both seem overwhelming in their own way. And depending on the wine store that you go to, you may have have a rapport with the people in the store, maybe your favorite shop, and they're going to be able to help you get these wines. Otherwise, I'm going to give you instructions on what you're looking for when you're shopping. Now, same thing with the cheeses. Now, depending on where you live and what's available, you might have a specialty cheese shop to go to. And this can be just as overwhelming as walking into a new wine store sometimes. There's so many wonderful different cheeses to choose from, the different labels, the different terms. It is a whole level of study onto itself. And so that's why I thought today, I'm just going to give you three. Let's start with three. We're just going to stay in France. So when you do go to the cheese store or if you're shopping in your local grocery store, these will be cheeses you should be able to find both either in a specialty cheese shop or a regular grocery or supermarket store as well. So I wanted to start with some cheeses that I know that you'll be able to find no matter where you are in the world listening into. Now, if you're watching this episode on YouTube, you're going to be able to see the spellings of the cheeses and the wines above me on the screen. I'll be putting those there. But if you're listening to the podcast form, not to worry in the show notes for both YouTube and the podcast, I'm going to put the list of the three pairings that we're covering today. So you'll be able to take those, print them off, copy them into your phone. So it makes it easy for you to shop when you're out looking for the ingredients, if you will, for these pairings. Before we get into the pairings, let me just talk a little bit about service and cheese. And 
I'm a fan of, of course, a cheese plate, lots of different things to choose from. But what I would like to propose for you today is when you try these pairings, just give it your full attention. Just have this pairing with this wine and really give yourself a chance to dive in and fully experience the cheese that I'm going to introduce you to with the wine. Try them individually, then try them together. So you don't want to overwhelm your senses. So I am going to suggest that you just try this pairing on its own and not have other cheeses into the mix, but really focus on getting to know this cheese with this wine and see your experience. A lot of times we'll have a wonderful experience of a cheese board and different wines and things to choose from, but what can happen is then you don't really get to see how those things come together really well. So I'm hoping that you're going to give these a chance to just really give it your full attention and try these on an individual basis. Maybe you want to try one a week for the next three weeks, or you're just going to dive in and pick three days, however you want to do it. But I would highly recommend you focus on one pairing at a time to really get the full experience. So the first pairing I want to introduce you to is a classic. I'm going to consider this a savory one. This is great any time of day. If you just want a late afternoon snack, you're hanging out on the weekend and maybe it's a rainy day or it's a little gloomy. This is always a delicious pairing anytime. Just a fantastic cafe pairing where you just want a little bit of something to eat and a delicious glass of wine. And the pairing I want to introduce you to here is Gruyere with Beaujolais. And let's break down why it works and why it's considered a classic. Now, the first thing I want to share is Gruyere, you might know as a Swiss cheese, which is 100% true, but it's also a French cheese. So I'm hoping that you'll be able to find the French version of this. Now, both the French and the Swiss style of these cheese are made from cow's milk. They're very creamy. They're going to have a saltiness to them. And they're also going to have a bit of a nuttiness. Gruyere is a wonderful cheese in regards to melting. You're going to know it from the classic experience of a French onion soup. This is the cheese used on top of the breadcrumbs on the soup, so it's melted on top. You may find it also in the mix with different cheeses for a cheese fondue because of its flavor and its creaminess and its ability to melt. So really delicious, smooth melting point in this cheese. So if you want to make a wonderful grilled cheese sandwich, this should definitely go on your list of cheeses to try. There's also a nutty to this cheese so it comes together and the flavors will become more pronounced as the cheese ages. So it's going to have a rind on this cheese. It's going to go from a pale yellow orange, if you will, up to a darker color as it ages. So know that there will be a rind on this. The French version of this cheese is considered slightly sweeter than the Swiss one. You are going to have a nice saltiness. Now, why do we pair it with Beaujolais? And when you're shopping for Beaujolais, you're in the French aisle, you're going to see Beaujolais in the aisle. And my recommendation here would be to look for Beaujolais Village on the label. This is going to mean that it's coming from the villages in the Beaujolais area. And this is 100% Gamay. So when we see Beaujolais on the label, we know that it's 100% Gamay. That's the grape tied to the region of Beaujolais. And why this pairing works so well is you're going to have nice fruit flavors. You can have some cherries, some strawberries, some raspberry in the wine and lower tannins. And that hint of saltiness in the cheese, it's a nice weight sort of of a medium firm, if you will, in regards to the cow's milk. It is very smooth. Obviously, we know that it melts, but you're just going to have this savory cheese. The hint of salt in the cheese works really well with those fruit flavors in the wine. And because the wine has lower tannins, it's just a really nice, smooth, savory pairing in your mouth, and it is delicious. And again, this is that nice pairing, sort of, let's call it afternoon tea, if you're having wine and cheese instead of tea and biscuits, if you will. But what you're going to find is it's a really nice snacking cheese especially if you're not quite sure maybe dinner is later this is a nice 
cheese to just sit, watch the rain, read a book, listen to some great music. This is a wonderful, just easy snacking cheese. So again, you're looking for Gruyere, the French style. You will see Swiss, so you can try the Swiss version as well. And if you want to try them side by side one time, you can definitely do that. But if you can find the French Gruyere with the Beaujolais Village, I think you can really find that this is going to become one of your favorite pairings, especially on sort of a cool fall weekend as we're starting to get into those cooler days of fall as I'm recording this. So that's your one inch cheese pairing number one. Now for one inch cheese pairing number two, here I'm gonna go to a more decadent pairing and this is definitely one that everybody should try. If you have not had the experience yet, I would highly recommend you treat yourself. And this is to do brie with a beautiful champagne. Now I would highly recommend if champagne is not in the budget right now, then a Cremante Alsace will be able to fill in here. But to get the full experience, if you will, definitely a champagne is going to be a lovely option here. So let's talk about why this pairing works. When you're looking for the brie, you're looking for probably a triple or a double cream at least. And what this means is the amount of fat and the creaminess in the cheese. Now I just want to caveat here in that there's a difference between brie and canabere. And a lot of times you're going to see them in the store close together and the brie is more mild, it's more smooth, and canabere has a sharper flavor to it. So while canabere is different, we do a different pairing for canabere and today I just want to focus on the brie. So you're looking for a double but I love a triple cream brie here. It's delicious. And then you have this beautiful, the toastiness, the richness of the champagne. It is a stunning pairing. And the brie, you're obviously going to slice it. You want to take a nice bite of that brie cheese and you're going to let that sit on your mouth and then a sip of the champagne. And you'll see that the creaminess is going to pull out the best of each other. And it is a divine pairing to enjoy. Again, this is definitely a decadent pairing. And you could definitely do it before a sweet dessert so have your main course then do a cheese course this could also be dessert if you wanted it to be so this is such a decadent wonderful cheese let's face it nobody is going to complain if you want to serve me a beautiful glass of champagne at the end of the meal this could definitely be a nice treat especially after a delicious dinner you're not feeling like a classical sweet dessert then beautiful brie just put out on the table slices and glasses of champagne is a really really nice way to enjoy the end of the day and maybe then you can bring in some buttered popcorn if you will and watch a movie so the cheese can transition you into the popcorn snack to watch a movie at home. So all of a sudden movie night in just got a whole bunch more decadent. So pretty wonderful pairing there. So definitely when you're shopping, you're looking for true champagne. If champagne is not in the budget, then Cremant will be able to fill in here. But I highly recommend you give this pairing a chance with your favorite champagne and a triple or double cream brie. And I think you're going to find when you just focus in on this and the experience on the palate of the smoothness of the creaminess and how these come together is going to take both your cheese experience and your wine experience up to a whole new level. Now let's go to my third pairing for you to try. And this one is Rockford with Sauternes or Barsac. And so I know some of you who are not blue cheese fans have already cringed up and thought, nope, not for me, but hear me out here. And I'm gonna give you a trick on how you can bring some synergy into this as well. And it might completely change your mind. So the first thing you know is that Rockford made from sheep's milk comes from the south of France. So this very classical cheese style. 
And this cheese we can date back centuries. It has such an ancient history that there's actually a folklore story, if you will, of a shepherd who is out in the field who saw a lovely girl and he left his cheese and his bread in a cave with his sheep and he went to go see the girl. And when he came back, his cheese was covered with mold and the bread. And this is how the Rockford cheese was discovered. So whether that's true or not, it's a fun legend in the background of how the cheese was discovered. But this is a mold driven cheese. So the mold is going to give it some flavor. It's going to give it nuances. You're going to see the veining through it, but this is a salty, flavorful, aromatic cheese style. And when we have anything at a pairing, whether it's cheese or food, dessert, anytime we have that level of intensity of flavor and aromatics, we want to bring a wine that is both complementary and equally as strong, or one is going to transfer to the other. They're just going to cover each other up. And so the classical wine to have with this is to serve a classic Sauternes from Bordeaux. Now Sauternes is a late harvest wine style and what makes it extra special. So late harvest means we leave the grapes on longer so they dehydrate and when we dehydrate grapes in the field they shrivel up they lose water and by doing so we have liquid sugars left behind but what's special about the wines of Sauternes is they are affected by something that we refer to as Botrytis cinera and this is actually a mold it's a fungus now in the vineyard when this goes bad it turns into what we call gray rot which imagine bunches of grapes just rotting and gooey and yucky that's what we don't want that's if it's really damp and cool in the fall but in the fall when these grapes are on the vines longer if we have beautiful warm days and cool nights where a mist is produced in the fall so you have that morning mist in the fall then that water shrivels on the grapes and this mold can create itself this fungus this botrytis can work its way and what's so special about this mold is it dehydrates the water out so it does the work and what it does is by dehydrating the water out we're getting liquid sugars left behind but because it is a fungus it does have a bit of a flavor obviously that goes with this and all of these grapes for Saturns have to be hand-picked. We pick them at different times because we want the grapes at the perfect level of impact, if you will, of the botrytis so that we know the dehydration is exactly how the winemaker wants it. It is a fascinating way we make these grapes, but the wines of Saturns are impacted by botrytis. And when we have botrytis impacted wines, you're going to have a mold impact. We have a cheese with a mold impact. So we have this beautiful synergy between the two. Now, the cheese is salty and aromatic. The wine being sweet, remember the water has been dehydrated so we have lots of residual sugars in the wines so they are sweet and these are some of our most collectible wine styles on the world but the Saturn is going to add the sweetness on top of the saltiness and you get this complementary contrasted flavor between these two that is divine. Now, when you go shopping for Saturns, it may be in the sweet wine section of the wine store, or it may be in the French aisle, depending on how they have it laid out. But what's important to note here is you may find that a 350 ml, so a smaller bottle is fairly pricey. It's obviously a very special wine. The way we make it is very intense to make. It's very special. So if Saturns is not in the budget, then I'm going to introduce you to the wine that is basically right across the street and you're going to look for Barsac on the label. And Barsac is made in the same way 
of Saturn, so that's Botrytis impacted. You have hand picking, all of it, but it doesn't have the name, if you will, the neighborhood association that Saturn's does. So Barsat can be a really great alternative if Saturn's is not in the budget. Now Saturn's, as it ages, and potentially these can age indefinitely, we have, these are based of Savignon Blanc as the grape variety and high acidity in that grape, the sugar adds the preservative as well. So these wines can age 50, 60, 70 plus years. And as they age, those flavors become more intense, more honeyed. So the price is going to go up as the wine gets older, but you're looking for just a beautiful late harvest, Botrytis impacted wine. So bar sack on the labels, what you're going to look for, and you'll be able to see it. We also have some late harvest Botrytis impacted wines out of Chile and other places in the world. So depending on your budget and what's available and your friend Google, you're going to be able to find some wines. What you're looking for here is a Botrytis impacted wine style, sweet wine style to go with this Rockford cheese. It is delicious and if you haven't enjoyed or your blue cheese is not usually your jam, trust me to give this a chance. I think you're going to be really surprised at how they bring out the best of each other and how that sweet wine with the salty pungent cheese really come together to create something you probably weren't even expecting in regards to an experience. Now I did share with you, I was going to give you a trick on how, if you're not blue cheese, you can make this really complimentary and bring together. And to do that, you take the Rockford cheese and you're going to drizzle some liquid honey on top of it. This is going to bring out those honey apricot flavors in the wine. It's really going to pull through. So if you're not a real fan of blue cheese, and this is really a hard pull, then try a little honey on top of the cheese. It's going to bring a bit of extra sweetness and you're going to just pull those flavors from the wine, the apricots, the peaches, there's a bit of almond in there, some marzipan, the honey, all of these delicious flavors that come out of the Saturn going to tie in with the honey on the cheese. Plus you're going to have the saltiness and the beautiful aromatics. And this is going to be probably life changing this pairing if you give it a chance. So I challenge you to try the Rockford with the Sauterne or the Barsac, or again, you're looking for a late harvest wine style made from Savion Blanc impacted by Botrytis. So your friend Google may be your friend, depending on what you're looking for, or be sure to ask for help at the wine store that you're going to. But this is a very classic pairing. And I think you're really going to find it just as special as I do. And I can't wait to hear what you think about it when you try it. So let's recap the three different French wine and cheese pairings that I've introduced you to today that I'm hoping you're making a shopping list as you're listening to this and you're going to give a chance and you're going to give a try to each one of these. So our first one was to do a French Gruyere and a Beaujolais Village. Amazing, delicious, savory, let's call this our afternoon pairing. The second one was to do a creamy, either double or triple cream brie cheese with a decadent champagne. And this is definitely a treat unto itself. And the third one that we just talked about was to do a Roquefort with beautiful Sauternes or Barsac from Bordeaux. Three amazing, very classical French wine and cheese pairings that I hope that you are excited to try. They are delicious. They are definitely some of my favorites. And I hope this episode has opened up your eyes and given you some new inspiration of some wine and cheese pairings to try. I want to thank you for hanging out with me today. It has been a pleasure to hang out with you and share three of my favorite French wine and cheese pairings with you. As always, be sure to like, share, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I want to wish you a wonderful week. Cheers, everybody. Bye now.